Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton. Along with me, as always, is the nifty, nimble Nancy, Bethany McChesney. And this episode is brought to you by Duonamic, door framey pull-up thingies. Um, and you know what? We've never done this because we, we talked about it before or, or whatever. You have like Spartan codes, discount code. You never say anything on here. Yeah, I do have a Spartan code. I don't know it because it's always a really long, complicated number. Um, I tell you what. Well, we, even if I say it verbally, no one's going to remember. So we'll have to put it in the. If you actually send me, I will post it with the thing. Yes. So mm-hmm. I do have a 20% off code if anyone's interested. So it works for Spartan, it works for Tough Mudder, and it works for DECA Fits. Yes. In North America. I did have someone try to use it in Italy and it does not work. So just North American races. In Italy? My following is vast, Dave. Vast. Yes, yes. Very vast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Italy. That, that's pretty good. Um, and just in case, most people probably realize why it doesn't work for local deck events like Strongs and Mild, but just in case you don't get it, it's because those events, the, the money goes to the gyms right it's not spartan right so you yeah don't use it for those don't even try to because the gyms need the money anyway so just pay the full crack yeah yeah or volunteer for christ's sake (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. do you need volunteers for your event are you good are you good for volunteers um yes we're probably well i don't know for sure yet we're still a little bit away but (laughs) all right (laughs) We'll let you know. Um, so first thing, I was going to give you the chance to to be a mom and, and brag about Emerson's hockey. It yeah, is you know, job. it's it's really interesting because this was the first time I've actually gone to a hockey tournament away, which is weird because I grew up in this world. Um, but my, my son is coached by my ex-husband, so he always goes to his tournaments. But Emerson, this is our first year playing um, like a competitive hockey team. So we yeah we had an away tournament and it was it was so much fun so her team wins never and so they (laughs) so they have just really had to focus on team spirit and everything else so it's a really nice group of kids who just they love the sport and they love the game they're really close they have really good camaraderie um but yeah we just we had a really good time and for all the Canadian listeners, we know hockey is a really big deal in Canada. And sometimes hockey parents can get a little bit wild and crazy and a little bit too serious. Um, but we just, we had none of that this weekend. So it was a really feel good weekend. Um, yeah, we played. And for my daughter's team, who's never won a game, and I don't mean just they've had close games, but never happened to win. I mean, most of their scores are like 10 nothing eight nothing (laughs) so we tied our first game and for these girls it might as well have been a win (laughs) so yeah it was it was awesome for them (laughs) that's awesome yeah i remember when my when my daughter played i remember one game and when you talk about parent thing um one of her teammates was a family who had just moved over from england and so they put their daughter into hockey because you know that's the canadian thing to do Mm -hmm. and they had told her um they would they would give her fifty dollars 
to score a goal because <laughs> she hadn't scored a goal all season. And then she scored two that game. so my daughter plays defense so we don't have i just say just if you let no pucks by you Uh, Uh is monetary rewards for sport athletics in children a wise idea so i don't usually do that but she really wanted this hoodie so i said in the final (laughs) game if you let no pucks by you i will buy this hoodie for you but i don't normally do that and of course she had like the game of her life (laughs) so the hoodie was bought so it is a good idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's awesome that's awesome and she won like an mvp didn't she yeah she did yeah cool. that's cool that's cool i wanted to give you time to be proud mom you know because that's a, that's important yeah. stuff it's good <laughs> and i loved those traveling tournaments too like even when i was even not hockey just traveling around with my boy when i was taking them to ninja comps i mean it's so much fun yeah yeah and it's i mean it's kind of the it's the parts of sport when kids are growing up that they really remember you really don't remember the wins and the losses but those the away tournaments and the fun you had at the hotel and you know playing in the pool for three hours like that kind of stuff is what you really remember so yeah it's all it's part of the the team sport thing and i'm such a proponent of kids being in team sports as as long as they can before they shift into sports that are more discipline based than individualistic. So there's just so many valuable lessons to learn from it. So do you think this is carryover? And this is why we always have such a good time when we go to races, when it's like a whole bunch of us at an Airbnb or camping or doing some stuff at a hotel. I think it's the same logic. We're just really old children. Absolutely. Well, when I, I I remember when I graduated university and so I was on, I was on a, so cross country and track, although it's an individual sport, it really is a team sport. And when I graduated, the thing that I missed the most was having a team and because it just felt so lonely. So OCR and because the community is all kind of like that too, um, where everyone kind of is there for each other and, you know, encouraging other change other on it was it was that thing that I missed like the camaraderie amongst people all you know doing the same thing together so yeah it definitely is well I mean as much as we've gone on about Dallas about having a great time at, at Worlds and, and, and the competition and stuff some of the best times is like walking home from the Texas barbecue <laughs> back to the yeah. Airbnb and and yeah, hanging out in the, in the Airbnb and stuff like that and mm-hmm. all the dinners and whatnot so yeah I think it is I think it's the same thing we never grow out of it that team atmosphere yeah. I think that's why I like that relay the relay stuff so much is I just love the team thing it's just I don't know yeah. it makes you more than you all right uh where do you want to start what do you want to go with well or do you want me to pick one you pick all right we'll do this one because this one's pretty quick it's a little weird. So OCRWC mm-hmm. is offering a free race, either a 3K or a 100 meter, to anyone who has previously raced at OCRWC, which is a really cool offer. I mean, that's great, especially for someone like me who would only race the 3K or 100 meter. That, that'd be fantastic. But the problem I have with it is they did it after already taking like early bird registrations. And you know, the people who did early bird registrations are the ones who were really, really committed yeah. and, and loyal mm-hmm. and great fans and they probably sign up for everything so it's like could be a bit of a kick in the teeth and i'm not sure if they're offering those people anything like a a buyout or another race or a code or what i don't know but it's a so, sorry they're offering a free race to anybody who's raced it before 
Yes. So if you were to register for, you could register for the hundred meter or the three K for three for free. But I've never raced the hundred meter. No, it didn't matter. If, just if you've gone to OCRWC. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a great offer, but, but I'm like, you know, kind of, sh- I, I, if I had registered earlier, bird, I would feel a little bit shafted. <laughs> So are they willing to offer um, like refunds know. for people that already registered? I don't know. I'm still kind of waiting for an answer on that. So we'll wait and see. So maybe they will, maybe they won't. And honestly, I don't mean to rag on it because it is a very generous offer. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, if, if you were planning to go, that's that's great. And I do know quite a few people planning to go. I haven't seen it. I don't think it's in Mammoth. It is in California, but I don't think it's in Mammoth. Well, yeah, they haven't announced the location yet yeah not exactly but i'm I'm thinking they're saying it's not a mammoth because they were describing like a different venue so maybe it's going to be somewhere a little more accessible which would be really nice for the people people going Mm -hmm. i do not believe i will be going again this year um still california is still pretty difficult and expensive and i actually yeah oh by the uh, yeah well we may have schedule conflict (laughs) that's by the way sorry we didn't get an episode out right on time last week it was because we did record an episode, but we can't release it yet. And mm-hmm. I will leave you to draw your own conclusions as to why, and maybe you'll be right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so anyway, I don't know. You say good for Spartan for offering this. I do hope that the courses are a little more, a little more obstacle dense, especially for the 3K, because mm-hmm. that was one of the complaints I heard about last year. And last year, the, the one that we did hear that the venue was awesome, but just getting there and getting out was getting, you know, travel as a bitch. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they have even more successful event because OCRWC is just the greatest. And then hopefully they have a great event and then bring it back to the Northeast for 2025. Yes. 2025 is a big year for me. I'm all about 2025. Is this the year you turn 50? Yes. 2024 <laughs> is this year. This is my warm up for next year. Mm. Practicing, mm-hmm. getting ready all across the board. <laughs> um, okay, so that's for OCRWC. OCRWC. U.S. Marathon Trials. Yeah, so for all my running and track fans, I'll see this past weekend was a bit... <laughs> yeah, you take a little break. This weekend was the U.S. Olympic Trials, so it's so different in Canada how we... Um, our athletes qualify for the Olympics in the marathon, but in the States, it's just so simple and straightforward. You run the qualifying time in the marathon. There's also a time that you could run in the half marathon and qualify for the Olympic trials. The Olympic trials is run and the top three qualify super straightforward. The fourth person is the alternate. Um, It's interesting though, because you can actually qualify for the Olympic trials with a half marathon time provided so then but if you come top three you have to run the olympic standard and the a standard um in the trials if you're going to make the team so this year was just it was such an interesting year it was probably one of the deepest most talented field of women that they've had in all time and there were some like 350 women that were on the start line which is so good to see also for women's distance running. And really the women's race was the talk of the town in the U.S. So interesting though. Well, first of all, the the woman who won, it was her debut marathon. So she qualified with a half marathon time. And 
her first marathon she won and she set an Olympic trials record and she was the youngest female to ever win the Olympic trials. She was 25 years old. I'm blanking on her name. O'Keefe is her last name. And then, um, but the, the story that I had sent to you that was really cool, I thought was our fourth, I shouldn't say our because we're not American, but the fourth place female, Jessica McLean, is actually, um, so she ran a huge PB, not really in the discussions when it came to women that could potentially be making the team. She ran a four minute personal best, but she's unsponsored. She works a full time job. Um, she doesn't even have a coach. She doesn't, I wouldn't say she trains on her own, but she does, she's a, an athlete out of Arizona. Um, so she, and she's un, unattached. So, which means she's not really part of a club, which that's kind of the big story around it because most athletes that are com- competing and racing at this level, they have their, their big sponsor and they're connected to a, a, a coach and um, she's just kind of flying under the radar. And the, the interesting thing too is now everyone's, oh, find her a sponsor, get this girl a sponsor. But when she was in her interview after the race, they said, are you open to a sponsorship now? And she was like, maybe only if they're willing to do it on my own terms. So there, and it kind of shines a little bit of light on the fact that being sponsored isn't necessarily always what it's cracked up to be. So she works a job. She actually, um, from what I saw, it's, it's a not-for-profit. So she works a passion job. So she's one of these people, and this is the kind of people that I really admire too, where you, her whole life is not the sport, but she can still do really well in it. So she has her job that obviously is something that she's passionate about. And sometimes when you have that sponsorship, they can really hold your life in their, your hands per se, where, um, like you're really bound by what you wear. You often have, you have stipulations about when you race how often you race the times you have to perform by so there's a lot of pressure when it comes to signing contracts and I mean typically we're talking about running shoe companies with the big contracts for athletes and um she just said maybe I'd be interested but we have to have but I want someone who's creative about the terms and uh, who's open to have a discussion so um it's just it's so unique especially in the running world. Um, But I think it's just, it's so good for people to see because I think as our, our hybrid scene grows, we see more and more people who seem to feel also like if you're not doing this full time, you can't really compete with the best. And it's always good to show people who can still manage a training schedule around other aspects of life, a job. She has a partner, Um, She has other passions and having a sponsor isn't necessarily the be all and end all of being an athlete. Well, a couple of things. One, we will gladly sponsor her provided all the cost is like a free hoodie. And and that's (laughs) what we're good for. We'll do that. They're lovely hoodies, by the way. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm going to ship it to somewhere in Canada. You can drive over and pick it up because crossing the border is too expensive. Um, (laughs) But it does raise that question when you say all that, right. And you say all that she, she has a full-time job and all this stuff. And then, I mean, like you say, it's hard to, hard to play down and things like killer athlete works for a nonprofit all that stuff. I mean, like it's just kind of perfect, but it raises the, you know, tree fall in the forest question almost like, yes, she is amazing and has all this other stuff, but would she be even better 
if she was able to focus full time on it. And it's not a question you'll ever really be able to answer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always the the what if, right? But it, it's that's what people I think people would say that like, oh, and and I mean, we said it about Rylan and Chris Rogloski all the time. Like, yeah, they're great, but what if they focused okay. on one thing? Yeah. And would it well, make them better? Or I think it? this comes down so much to personality too, because when so you're a full time let's hypothetically you're a full-time athlete you have a sponsor and your sponsor has x y and z uh stipulations that you have to perform otherwise your pay gets cut in half so now performance in your sport is directly linked to how much money you make so it's not in some ways you can lose the love of the game that you play um and then even the pressure for your performance is so much greater because now it comes down to, can I pay my bills? I have to run this fast or perform this well in order to just pay my bills, especially because if you, you know, you've probably walked away from a job, like a, a real, you know, J O B. And so for some people taking, and she did say in her post-race interview, I don't do it for that. So to just be able to maintain the love of it can also and some people do still, I'm not saying that when you're sponsored, you don't still, you know, love the sport, but for some people, it changes the game for them. So for some people, and then your, your whole day is focused on training, recovery, you, how you feel, your body, fixing your body, all these. So it's so, um, it's so, uh, focused on self instead of having, and some people still do, um, who are sponsored athletes have, you know, ways that they give back and they do community events and stuff. So it's not entirely me centric, but sometimes people need that balance where they have a part of their day where they, it's shut off from their sport and they get to focus on another aspect of life and they get to use their mind in another way that doesn't, doesn't have to do with how's my body feeling? What does it need? And just so focus on the self. So it just, it totally depends on the person. Some people need a distraction some people can thrive fully focusing on it so it just it comes down to how you feel the best i think yeah it it, it is i mean we go, you think about atkins and Lindsay. you know they're training different they're always doing biking they're always doing this they're always doing that would they be as good at ocr if they didn't do that if they just focused the one way you know your first logic says yes they'd be even better but would they i don't know i don't know it's mm. it's tough to say you know it's when people have the results, it's it's hard to argue that something would be better. Um, by the way, side tangent, you talk about um, you know focusing on recovery and everything. Um, uh, you know, I'm 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 saddened and offended that you do not recognize and acknowledge my chilly plunge, slightly slightly not warm plunge. <laughs> what did you post about it or just? Oh hell no 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 <laughs> no. Oh. We told you, and there was no yeah. reaction. I demand acknowledgement that I did a slightly less warm plunge. In, in your bathtub. In my bathtub, yeah. <laughs> yes, in it's a step. It's cool, good. Coolish water. In coolish water. <laughs> and you know what? Didn't do fuck off for me. Really hate it. <laughs> it didn't hit me Man, I got How man. long did you stay in this coolish water? Six minutes. Okay, so it's probably not that cold. Uh, what, what was the temperature, bro? 52. So it's like 52. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just cold. It's just coolish. Now, I, well, I read online that actually that's what you're supposed to do. What's that? 
like that was the right the temperature you should start at kind of thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's still benefits to it not being, so I don't know the Fahrenheit temperatures, but so uh, 10 degrees and less. Yeah. And that's, that's where it is. 10 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Around. Yeah. So you just stay in a little bit longer when yeah. it's. Yeah. So our tubs outside right now are zero to two. So mm -hmm. three minutes is fine, but the warmer it is, you just stay in a little bit longer and there's still benefits to it. But yeah, I was in there for six minutes and I thought, yeah. They I'm can't not, always feel the physiological listen, listen. benefits. I tried something once. It wasn't instantly gratifying. I move on. <laughs> we'll see. I'll you're probably try gonna, it again. You're not going to give it like a 10 day challenge or something actually so just no. i'll just give a little bit of information here though optimally though 11 minutes a week is what has been recommended so i usually tell my clients to go in four times a week for three minutes and then you get your 12 minutes a week it's not something you have to do every day no. and i'm not one for many of the like i don't even when workout stuff, like I'm, I don't like the do it every day challenge. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a super fan of that. I, I get it can create a good habit and I, I'm, I'm all for that, but it can also be a road to injury and stuff. I'm not talking about cold plunging as, as much. I mean, maybe yeah. there's a, a, a diminishing return or a, or a detriment to doing it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I do see, and I have friends wearing the, the socks and the, and the gloves when they're going in to protect their extremities. Oh, the neoprenes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I anyway, I thought you were gatekeeping cold plunging. Just horrible person. Cold plunge gatekeeper. I just couldn't find an alliteration to work there. I just... <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was interesting. And I, 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 like I said, I will probably try again. But we'll see. Um, I prefer my air relax watching TV and having a frosty athletic brew. Oh hi! <laughs> I think though you have to real the the real benefits. I think though for the cold plunge isn't necessarily about the recovery. It has it's more about the autonomic nervous system and its response, creating a parasympathetic response on the nervous system. Well, as much as it didn't hit home with me, it has hit home with Rai. She's mm -hmm. she's 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 getting on yeah. the bandwagon, or so it would seem. Yeah. So if you're someone who lives in a bit more of a like chronic sympathetic state, so you're in more of like a fight or flight, whether you're high anxiety or you work a high stress job, um, the cold, and you remember you have to stay in past that 45 second mark, really does help your nervous system and bring it down to a state of calm. So what it does is you're in a high stress, safe situation. So you're in a cold tub, you are safe. It's very controlled and it teaches your body to be in a state of calm in a uncomfortable situation. So the effects on the nervous system are what I would say is the most profound thing that people find. Maybe that's why it didn't hit home with me because I'm always just. You're just so chill. Mellow all the time. I don't care what the <laughs> hell is going on. House is burning. I'm like, yeah, it's warm. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> that is you actually. Like, whatever, man. <laughs> Yeah, there's no fight or flight in you. There's no fight or flight. There's 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 just high stressor, relax. Yeah. <laughs> I do swing from ropes for my job now. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm.
but you're happy there. So <laughs> do you know what actually the biggest problem I have with, with stuff like that and, and safety stuff at work? I have an unnatural high trust level in safety equipment. <laughs> probably, to, probably to a fault. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm hooked up. I'm fine. That's why, like, if I ever want to like see a tower and did that that walk around the outside, it's just a waste of money for me. I'm like, oh, I'm hooked up. What can possibly go wrong? Uh, whereas I'm like, if something's gonna go wrong, it's gonna happen to me. Oh yeah. Hey. Well, see, that even makes me more safe. Right. When you're with me, it's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. to me. <laughs> All right. Um, there was a high rocks. High rocks in um, and yeah, we're we're. we're Switching topics here for a sec. Mm -hmm. It was in, what was it, Turin? Um, results yeah. for the men. We had Eugenio, Bianchio, uh, Thomas Fry, Alfonso Durio. Uh, that was your top three for the men. With times of about uh, all in the 103s. And actually one thing that looked really good, although they're not what you would call incredible times and it probably wasn't the fastest course. Um, good race to the finish. 103.2, 103.8. So six seconds. Wow. Six seconds, six seconds off, which is a fantastic finish. And I actually wouldn't that have been cool if Hyrox had of you know streamed it. Yeah, very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and then for the women, we had do, 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 just double checking here. Uh, yeah, again, not what you would call stellar times: one thirteen, one fourteen, one nineteen. Uh, Danielle Crew, Sally Morgan, and Vedette Graholi. Sounds good to me. It's that's a possibility that that is correct. Um, so not stellar time. So you know, you you and I were kind of talking about before. Is cherry picking races okay? Is that an okay thing to do? Because this was a stellar one to cherry pick, right? Right before. Yeah, the weekend before a major. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I don't think that many people actually do this because there's a significant amount of travel involved. Like, I don't see um, a lot of north american flags on that podium um but yeah i mean if you were more local to these races and you had to pick vienna or this one you're like ah, and you're kind of in that range of like i could podium if you know meg's not there <laughs> and a couple of the others and it's like yeah maybe i'll go to this one because i know she's going to the next one <laughs> You, you might be surprised to hear this because I have some staunch views on a lot of things and a lot of like very sportsmanship thing. Like, you know, the don't use the straps on obstacles. And if you qualify elite, run elite and all that stuff. I think cherry pick is cool. Go for it. <laughs> it well, what? You're showing up to race. You can race who's there. Mm -hmm. And if you're that good, you're only improving the quality of that race. Yeah. So I say cherry pick away. Do what you like. Go ahead. You want to you want to win Spartan Sundays? Do it. I don't care. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it. If it's a competitive race, you can do it. I don't see anything wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Cherry pickers, hope <laughs> go <laughs> forward, forward <laughs> and block them. Absolutely, I think it's cool. But yeah, some some not fast times, but we are like you say coming up on to the what do they call it? The is it the European Championship? The European Open? Europe European Major? Right. Okay. Yes. All right. So we have a list of entries. And we want the women or the men first. Go for the women. All right. We'll start from one one down, or you want to start from 15 up? 15 up. Okay. Jezebel Kramer. Mm -hmm. She'll be there. Uh, Chris Rogolowski, who we were actually worried about because it was our understanding that Chris had already bought tickets and entry to this race. 
and like flights and whatnot made arrangements and then was on the edge of getting bumped out from some of those fast recent rages, which again says the system sucks ass and it always will until they fix it. Um, so yeah, uh, Chris Rogowski, Kate Davey, Viola Oberlander, which to think Viola Oberlander down there. I know. Is just, and, and I still don't really accept it. I still expect her to be a podium threat. And maybe I'm naive and living in the past, but I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jennifer Nicolos, uh, Zara Pirajani, Pirajani, yeah. Alina Wilnow, Lauren Griffiths, Miriam Von Rohr, uh, Camilla Massa, Vivian Tufudo, Michaela Norman, Linda Meyer, Lauren Weeks, Meg Jacoby. That list of women tells me one thing. I don't see anyone coming out of this qualifying for world championship that's not already qualified for world championships except for possibly Vivian. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to ask you on this how this worked. Um so we have there's five women there with the that have already qualified. Right? Uh, yeah, so I will uh, I'll read to you the women that have already qualified for world championship world championship qualifiers uh meg jacoby michaela norman lauren weeks rebecca mason linda meyer so four that are going to that race have already qualified for worlds yeah so top three and then but if if some of those have the big q already it will drop down but only drop down to five which so, i don't understand why wouldn't i don't understand six? that either why yeah. not go to six I mean, anyway go ahead yeah well, exactly. So if we have, and I mean, just if you're a gambler, so <laughs> we have May and Lauren, and then mm -hmm. we have another podium spot. Um, yeah. So then if it's one of those other girls, like we're not really giving it a whole lot of opportunity for Camila and Vivian and Lauren Griffith and Miriam, who's been there before too, uh, to really get in that mix. And, you know, Viola and like all those girls are just are right there too. So it's, we're just creating such a interesting situation where those qualifiers yeah. are just. It is, but I just think it would be so much better if it was top three women not qualified will qualify for worlds. I agree. It would be, it, I, I think it would add to it because, yeah, I think it would, would mean more. Anyway, um, yeah. so those are your women. That's a, that's a great field. That's going to so be this awesome. is Miriam hasn't raced in a while. And she hasn't had the best races as of late. Yeah, I think she's been battling with some injuries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, if she's battling with injuries that hamper her running at all, that really hurts her because her running was... Yeah you know, she would make up for her running and, and it's, so I don't know. Um, Miriam, and we have a couple girls on that list too, who we've been seeing some steady improvements like you, Chris Rogowski, Lauren Griffith. So Camilla Massa, mm -hmm. like Lauren Griffiths, especially she's been, she's been just boom, boom, keep working her way up. Right. And yeah, she would be one, but, and of course, like we say, Vivian Tafudo, but we haven't seen Vivian for a while because she got sick and whatnot. And, so hopefully she's back to 100%. She's going to go in and smash it. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it'll be a great race. Any one of those women could jump up there, right? Like, Yeah. Any, anyone could. So, I mean, I guess that creates for excitement. But I would like to see three more of these women qualify for Worlds and not possibly one.
Right. Agreed. Possibly one. Possibly. Could it possibly be none? No. One woman will at least qualify. Yeah, yes. because four of them have qualified. So one woman yeah. would have. So, yeah, we could be looking at just one spot. Just one spot, yeah. All right. For our men, uh, Graham Holiday, Jonathan Wynn, Lucas Storath. So Lucas Storath back in the mix, which is good to see. Um, Joffrey Voisin, Thomas Verdick, Tim Weisnick, James Kelly, Rich Ryan, Paleo Mendez, David Megida, Tobias Lotvine, Michael Sandbach. Bo Willis, Ryan Kent, and Alexander Ronkovic. And again, four of these men men have qualified. Four. Four, yep. Alex Ronkovic, Ryan Kent, Bo Willis, and Michael Sandbach have all qualified for the world. So, um, again, it, not quite like the women's. Whereas the women's, like you see, to to think, I mean, you pretty much are you're going to pencil in Megan Lauren in the first two spots. This one's a little bit different, right? Because, yes, well, you would say, uh, especially uh, Kenton Ronkovich would probably be your favorites. We've seen that they can drop back. They can, you yeah. know, you know, it can happen. So you could, the door could be a little, even though it might on paper look like there might only be one spot open. I think the, the, the door is a lot more open for the men. Yeah. Yeah. The men's race definitely um, has a bit more variance on the top of the podium and again we have tobias here who hasn't raced in a while so this is his yeah i think he did race back. a little bit but he didn't have his best race a little while ago he had a bit of a rough mm -hmm. one so yeah yeah he's i mean he's always dangerous he's been he's a guy who seems to really know the game yeah he's been he's been in since they had that 12 during covid yes 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 <laughs> and they made the big deal about him taking in Goose on the run and, and, <laughs> yeah. and not looking the part like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but he's always, always there. He's definitely yeah. you can't judge a book by its cover guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and Paleo Mendez, see another guy who's just constantly improving and, and getting there. The thing about him is he's got the running. So if he just gets his stations a little bit better, he will. He can become dangerous. He's got a lot of potential. Um, I like seeing. Lucas Dorath back in it because that's the guy who was, you know, day one. Yeah. You know, wasn't he the first world champ for, for men? I think he oh, was. Oh, I actually don't know that. I think he was. I think he was the first world champ for men. Either that or I, I might have the name on, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him. All right. Um, so good to see him back in the mix. So that'll be a great race. That's next weekend. So that, I, and that one they will stream. And if it's anything like the last one, it was a great stream. So it'd be awesome to watch. So check that out. Um, one more High Rocks thing. Christy Yermo. Christy Yermo. Aramo? Aramo? Mm -hmm. CrossFit Christy. Yes. <laughs> who we have seen in Spartan Games. Who got ignored in Spartan Games. Yes. She really deserved more airtime. I mean, you get us an athlete of that caliber there. Give us her bloody airtime. Um, yeah. Is uh, set to do two High Rocks. Uh, I think her first one's going to be in Houston. And I'm just going to put it out there to you. Prediction. Give me a time window. What do you think she's going to get? Yeah. I mean, she's one girl from that from the CrossFit world who I've always wished she would jump into the High Rocks world. So she has a 304 marathon time, which is very good. Mm -hmm. um, 
so what's that for we're talking 420s for 420s range for kilometer for the marathon so okay. she can she can run and she has the the endurance so a lot of the crossfit world doesn't is intimidated by the length of a high rocks but it's definitely christy's wheelhouse um predictions i think man she is definitely capable of 103 102 so that that's a it's a 4:23 pace so you pretty good math well done good for you yeah. <laughs> that, not too bad you're off by three seconds i i think that's that deserves kudos <laughs> um yeah i think she's gonna do really well um i always had her and emily rolf as ones that i wanted to see mm. do a high rocks and I think of the High Rocks people that would go in there. And I don't know if we can count Michaela, Michaela in this. Because Michaela, being a CrossFitter, but has always been a teams. Yeah. Very much a, yeah. a, an endurance specialist. Whereas mm -hmm. Christy is a, a, a solo games athlete, right? So Yeah. But I think she will do better than... Um, Sam Briggs. Oh, yeah. Well, and Sam Briggs did good, but she was on the treadmill, right? So that did make it difficult. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the guy, oh, my God, who I just forgot about his name, who did it in Australia. Uh, Ricky Gerard. Mm. Ricky Gerard. Mm -hmm. Isn't Ricky Gerard the comedian guy? Ricky Gervais. That's it. So he's Ricky yeah. Gervais. Sorry, you wouldn't know that. I apologize. <laughs> Forget about Bethany's realm of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out of her wheelhouse. Um. Yeah, so Ricky Gerard. He, he did well as well, but I expect that she will comparatively do better. Yeah. And I think if she wanted, she could become a real player. Oh, absolutely. So here's the question. No matter how she does, it's good for, or good for High Rocks. Yes. Mm. I guess that's a statement, not a question. But I'll explain my thoughts. <laughs> because if she does great, well, that brings her into high rocks that maybe opens the door for other CrossFitters who say, hey, maybe this isn't so, so maybe we will enjoy this. Maybe we, you know, Christy too, maybe we'll do good. And um, it brings more attention. And if she doesn't do great right away, that just proves what a tough challenge it is and that the athletes who are doing great are legit awesome athletes. So it's a win-win. Yeah, and I mean... It Chrissy is a professional athlete too, where I think she's going to prepare herself appropriately. And I don't, I, you know, she'll do Sims and I think she'll be ready. So I don't think necessarily her uh, not doing well and I, well is an extremely relative term mm -hmm. um, would be not as good for like the CrossFit community to look at, but I, it all, I, it, her whole experience will speak volume. So, so hopefully she enjoys the experience of Hyrox, but they, Hyrox puts on such a good event. So yeah. 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 Provided, provided they put on their regular event. And here's the only thing, there's only one thing that can go south is if the judging is shit, <laughs> that, that could put a bit of a wrinkle in it, especially if someone right beside her is doing terrible wall balls and they oh. don't get called on it. Especially if it's straight on a video right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. See, that that could be the thing that sours it. So, judges, Houston, be on your game. <laughs> yeah. Good. Do good. Um, judging things at speeds, hard, very hard to do. So, it's it's difficult. And uh, I'll mm -hmm. talk a bit about more about that later. But I did forget one thing about the track. 
track and field, new 1,000 meter Canadian record. Yes, Marco Arop. Marco Arop, yeah. Uh, 24, two minute 14. 214. I mean, that's. A kilometer. He ran a kilometer and two. Okay, so. Jeff What's and your I were best talking... kilometer? What's your best kilometer? Do you know? Well, I never raced the thousand. So the thousand is very much an indoor, yeah. an indoor track race. So 200 meter track. <sighs> Let me think. So I could split through maybe a 250. When, so I'm talking about my best, like when I was in university and I, I was a legit runner. <laughs> I don't think I've ever broke 320. Hmm. You know, I've never, again, I've never run a kilometer. But just yeah. when I think back and looking at my my numbers, I don't think I've ever seen anything under a 320. Well, I when I used to race the 3,000, my splits were 315s. Yeah, yeah. So well, I yeah. figured yours would be faster than mine. I'd anticipate <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so he's so we were talking though. Imagine he was your partner for the deck fit. Nice. <laughs> and he, like, you just have to run. So how fast? So he ha so he has to be the first in the last five hundred with you. So okay, he can jog those. Yeah. But the other ones, like he could be running like just over a minute for five hundred. So here's the thing: could could me and Marco <laughs> podium at Worlds in Elite? <laughs> I'm putting out the invitation here, Marco. This is the invitation. Well, no, I've already thought about messaging him for me. You already have. You already have no, your wins. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't cheat on Heather. Heather, you're always my girl. He, and, and you guys might. Okay, here's the thing. If you guys race together, right? You'd be flying out this monstrous lead, and then you'd get to the bike, and you'd both just look at that, look at it, and go, "Fuck that! I'm out." Be like, you take it. No, you take oh, it. I'm out of here. No way. <laughs> yeah no it, it is an interesting thought and and to think yeah. you know what kind of speed he would produce so um, so interesting we did talk about this actually um and we ran the splits so if marco because so really he only gets to do 4k of the 5k right so the other ones even so let's say you know and i'm doing a 145 and then we have a strong person so split up even if the strong person is doing um like a nine ten minute strong yeah there's still you're still running about a 24 minute deck fit even with marco which again it dave Megita and eric who's eric were 24 something yeah so because it, they split the runs so, so again we, you could bring in and so marco's time was actually the second fastest in the world so it was a canadian record but it's also the second fastest in the world so you can but the bring fastest is only one second faster so i mean it's not going to make that much okay time. yeah yeah <laughs> but again you can bring in a ringer but there's still so much more of the race that's not just that one thing so you can bring in Marco Arop and a, you know a ten minute strong person, and it's still going to be pretty close with Dave Megita and Eric. And you know, at some point, Megita is going to rub him off. Like he's he's going to bump him. He's going <laughs> to hit him. He's going to make sure that he knows he's there at some point. Well, Marco is an indoor track runner, so he's used to that too. All right, all right, yeah, like a two hundred pound guy. <laughs> Marco's not small. No, he actually, I was impressed when I saw the video there. I'm like, hey, he does not look like your frail sprinter or your frail no, endurance no. runner. He, he's got some size to him. Yeah. 
anyway, it's interesting though, and it is cool to see like when you run the numbers that that it's not just like, oh well, you bring this guy in, they're gonna win instantly. No, not not really. It's No. a it's a delicate balance and a, a tricky thing. And and guys like David and Eric are are dialed in, you know, and they have a system and it's working really well. And it uh yeah. I mean, if I think if as the race maybe if it got longer and longer, it might help the runner more. But right now, the way the running is set up in it. You know, it would be close. It'd be close. Well, and because you can split the runs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting if we put him and Kevin Gregory against David and Eric. But Kevin still has to run. He has I to love run it. those two. But Kev can put out, Kev can put out that first 500 pretty mean. I, I know he can, but. The last one, maybe not as much. Still good, but not as much. But again, it would be an interesting race. it would be. So. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Speaking of world records. <laughs> world records. How do you start this one? Well, do we have, we don't yet. All I'm saying to say about world records is with these um, gym events, can we please just encourage videos? If you have someone coming up who is, they're going to smash it. You know, maybe they're new. Maybe they've been training for high rocks for a while and they decide to do a deck a mile team or whatever on their own. Just get some video because if they happen to set a world record, it would really help if there was video evidence. Yeah, and we'll be straight out. Like, um, so recently, a couple of guys in the UK they set the world record for the Deca Mile relay, thirteen forty two, I believe is the number, which is substantially faster than Ryland Shadeg and um, oh my god, who was his partner? Was it Brian Neely? Brian Neely? No, no. Anyway, well, anyway, substantially faster. I think probably thirty forty seconds faster, and um. It, it leads to immediate question. I will say I questioned it immediately and uh, and messaged and everything. And then I obviously got under the skin of these guys. That was not my intent. My intent was to try to find out if there was a mistake or not. Because when I see that number from someone I don't know and someone who's not been in the community and someone whose previous numbers are nowhere near that, I'm, my immediate assumption is to, to see if there was something wrong. And I'll be straight out honest, if it was... Um, uh, if it was me and 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 Jeff who running the the deck of fit, who we've done fine, we've done well. But let's say we all of a sudden put up a time that is beating the world record in four minutes faster than what we we may even have to go more than four minutes. But it was that much Yeah. faster than our previous times, I would expect people to be suspicious. I would expect people to want to see a video and see proof. Yeah. Because Yeah. because that's Just verify. yeah, Yeah. that's out of the norm. And I mean, we've said this before, this is where these gym events, they need, need, need more, um, symmetry, need more, what's the word Yeah, I'm looking just for? some uh, like standards as far as like verification. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, some standards. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I don't, like, I don't see it. I don't get it. And maybe that's wrong of me to say, you know, I demand... proof of this but I do and the thing that bothers me is that I don't know how many teams are going to worlds this year 15 12 20 whatever but somebody who really deserves to go 
might miss out because of this. Mm -hmm. And that bothers me because I'm a guy who might be at that end, right? Yeah. On that, that part of it, that might, I might be the guy that misses out because of this, not because I'm a world record holder, but because I'm on that bubble. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that, that sucks. Yeah. So Grayson Kilgore, sorry. And Grayson. Rylan. Yes. Yeah. And we all know Grayson is a beast. Yeah. Sorry. I apologize, Grayson. I shouldn't have forgotten your name. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So those two guys, like you're talking <laughs> top of the mark guys. So, and when you break down the numbers of what it takes to run a 1342 in a deck a mile relay, it is astronomically fast. Yeah. And for precedence. And like I said, these gentlemen's previous time was a 1748. Mm -hmm. So in a one race jump to go from a 1748 to a 1342, is a bit much and again i apologize guys i'm i didn't mean to upset you that was not my intent i didn't mean to insult you it's not my intent uh it was my result <laughs> it was not my intent and i apologize for that that was completely not not what i was after and um i do hope to see them come to worlds i don't believe they are but i would love to see them come to worlds and run mm -hmm. especially if it is legit because i want to see more badasses out there Right. Mm -hmm. So is what it is. Um, so if you are at all at a gym and you're running and you're at all fast, for God's sakes, videotape it. Mm. And you know what? Even even if you're not, videotape it anyway, so you can go back and review and get your splits and get everything else and do all that yeah. stuff. Video. I I get every run I do on video. Yeah. 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 Rise right. It is one of the best training tools going mm -hmm. to be able to pluck your splits and see. Like we, we'll jump right into. We had the Farm Girl Deco not last weekend, but the weekend before. And Ryan and I did the strong relay together and we've already broke down and we've completely changed our tank um, strategy because of doing our splits and the numbers and on what will be and we've changed things. And it, it, you know, going into it, we changed something and that helped us. And now mm -hmm. we're going to change something for our next race and that should help us more. So excellent tool. So video, video, always video. Mm -hmm. And um, Deca, keep that leaderboard square yeah. it's it's a pet peeve it, it it does bother me it does bother me so yeah well i but, mean it, like we're talking world records we're calling them and to have mm -hmm. zero verification just you know you get a submission and it's a significant amount of time off of a world record and there's zero verification process. and i want to be clear i don't think these guys cheated no i don't think so at all i think they went there and they ran their asses off i if you ask me what happened is I think there was a, a judging error in the, in the clock timing. Hmm. That's it. It's simple human error mistake that could happen to anybody. <clears throat> so I don't blame anyone. I don't think this, anyone cheated. I don't think anyone's doing anything untoward. I don't think anyone had any bad plans or anything like that. It's just, I think it's just a mistake. And you know what? If they go out and run another one or they go to worlds and kick ass and I'm proven wrong, I will be the first one to say, I am so sorry. You're right. You guys are awesome. And I'm glad you are. And I'm glad I was wrong. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But learn, learn lesson, video everything. And be careful not to upset people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So we want to talk about um, the Farm Girl DACA because, you know, that happened and stuff. Um, but before we go into like the actual event and stuff and my experience... I want to talk about my experience judging and lessons I learned. 
Um, first one is full extension burpees at speed are damn hard to judge. And I thought they would be. And it was one of the reasons in the beginning when I said I wasn't sure if I liked the full extension. I'm actually coming around to liking it, but I'm also thinking that it will take time for the judges to get onto it because it is a fast full extension. And I actually watched my own. Um, so so uh, Jeff had pointed out to me that he saw some of the ones I judged. And he goes, I don't think these went to full extension. And he was absolutely right. When we slow mode it down and watched it, he's absolutely right. And then I went and rewatched my own. And I would say probably 80% were good. But then, well, so, you know, 16, maybe four were iffy. And, um, but it's so fast that you really have to be on top. So judges, when you get to those burpees, be on top of it, be ready, be prepared. Because not only do you got to watch it quick, but you got to call that no rep quick because it all happens very, very fast, especially in the relay. Um, or if it's getting iffy to just say like a little, like just push it up there or something, because I think yep. there's a degradation when it comes to fatigue with the Ram burpees too, where if the one is iffy, the next one is probably going to be worse. So, yep. you know, call it early. And you're definitely seeing it on the last three. The last yeah. three seem to really be when everybody's giving everything they got seem to be the ones where they really, Riley's were perfect. <laughs> <laughs> every one of them <laughs> just each one was slightly better than the one before <laughs> anyway um so yeah so i learned that the lunges not much difference yeah really um like unless you had seen people who were really egregious with it before for us it was not much different i didn't yeah. I wouldn't I didn't think so. See hardly any difference. Um, it's early too, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. especially in the strong, because there wasn't even a run before. No, no. So that was good. The, the however, the biggest difference difference maker was the no row and go on the tank. That made a huge difference, and it did cause a little bit of calamity with people trying to on the co-ed relays trying to run out and switch each other's settings before they got back and kind of thing which you need to wait until your partner crosses the line then you can go out and switch it and such like that so only one person in that 10 meter zone at a time and i actually did hand out a it was fairly arbitrary penalty for for that because it's it's one of those you're like okay they've done that they've saved a half a second do you make them do the hole there and back again which can cost 20 seconds because there's not really anything labeled there what to do for the judge in that scenario. Hmm. Maybe that's something to discuss then. Yeah, exactly. And it, 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 you know, probably should have came up before, yeah. but it has not. Um, so I, I hit him with a five second penalty, hmm. which probably was about yes. what it's not in the rules. I made it up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but you know, that's I, that's fair yeah it, it had to be something right it had to be something and it's you know i think for like jumping across that line it's not worth making them redo it there and back for a 20 second penalty yeah especially and, and i said this to them too as well that it could have been a lot harsher but this is the first race under new rules things are all changing so we were and, and even with the burpees i think maybe that's why sometimes they weren't as as demanding or as, as hard as they should be. Um, so yeah, so I learned that.
we learned a lot on that. And, you know, I pride myself on my judging and I definitely took a bit of humble pie that day and, uh, and we'll be even better next time. Um, the other thing I learned, and this is about my judging too, is I am a very big cheerleader. I like, I like to push. I like to push. I want people to do their absolute best. And I've run this problem before. And I've told my wife many times, this is the character flaw I have that I've often had to work on is just because I can help doesn't mean people want it. And some people love that I get screaming at them and get pushing and get going harder and really, really drive them. Some people absolutely love it. I get people posting online quite often. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. I get kudos. But I get other people who I terrify and I upset and I push too hard and do not like it. And for that, I absolutely apologize. That is 100% on me. And I need to do a better job when... I see people at the beginning of assessing what they want and realizing that sometimes I need to just shut the fuck up and count. <laughs> so again, that's on me. And uh, I apologize to anyone who I go too far with. And if you do get me for a judge and you know I'm like that, just tell me beforehand, shut the fuck up and count. <laughs> I will gladly say, absolutely. I will probably uh -huh. still cheer for you, but I will not scream at you. And definitively, also the other thing is, like I say, I will judge not coach and that that's a, a fault of mine as well see i'm expressing all these self-improvement are you feeling better now yeah yeah i do i do well don't these things weigh on me big time like i, <laughs> I, I can tell yeah. i was very mopey <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so you know i i yeah uh, it, it's said, tricky well, though because i mean you want to get the best out of people yeah. so you do it the best way that you know how and it comes down to also um like a what you have a coach athlete relationship and like you kind of learn what each of your athletes needs to perform their best and you know what they need from you as a coach but so when you're judging you don't always know these people so some people just want to hear nothing like and they don't want you to yell at them because it just makes them angry and yeah so it's just it's tricky it is. It is. And I mean, we, and because I get like some so many positive results, like the, the young lad yeah. at your gym who who is thanking me a bunch of times and I'm gonna, I like tear up when I read his messages and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And then at the same event there, I had someone say, please don't yell at me. <laughs> well, and I've had some of my female clients who are like, I don't want Dave. He's scary. Yeah. And then yeah. other people are like, he changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... And and so, like I said, I need to do a better job of recognizing who who wants that, who doesn't, and that's that's yeah. on me. But but if you know me, and if you get me, and you really just want me to count and just cheer for you, please tell me. I will not be offended. I'll be happy to do so. And uh, it's it's me that is needs to adapt to you, not the other way around. So that's it. All that I put that out there. It was a great event. We had we have one lane, and we had. 81 entries and 29 of them were teams. So we put like more than a hundred people through there and it was really well done. There were some really good times. Um, we had, especially on the women's side, we had um, um, Chelsea Grant there and she threw down, she did two, two relays as well. So, so she did really good. Um, she's on her way to doing real damage at this year with worlds. And yeah. I do not expect her to be an age group this year. I don't either. Yeah. yeah is so fast and powerful yeah you know and very focused right now on it yes and and just her and mike great people yeah Lumber, fantastic so good
could have there. Um, on the upside too, from our own perspective, we had more of our local gym goers at this event than we've ever had. And that was good. A lot of people taking on a lot of things they were scared of and putting in PRs and good times and having a blast. And like anything, the relays were the the relays were the story. The relays were always so much fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including ours. Ryan and I had a good relay. We we we. This was our first official relay. We'd only done sim before, and we did an eleven twenty two. So mm-hmm. for age group, that puts us in a good good category for age group. And I think we we think we can go sub eleven. We think we can get down there. You know, with some some new some new tweaks and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we you guys were missed though. Yeah, it's a busy time for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can't do that. You can't get to all of them. Even if it's yeah. not a busy time, it doesn't matter. You can't get to all of them. Sometimes you need to just be home. Yeah. Like it happens. Well, and I am very intentionally taking a racing break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You need Even to. from all of it. <laughs> yeah. You Like I said, you need to do that stuff yeah. or, or you burn out. Yeah. You know? And like you said, when you're combining it with your work, your family, your everything, it just... Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. Yeah. So it was a great event. We do thank all the people who helped out, all the great volunteers. One of the biggest ones that I was most proud of was our girl, Rose Brown. You remember Rose? Yeah. So Rose did a solo and she PR'd by five minutes. Wow. So she like, I was like, holy smokes. That wow. was just fantastic. So that was one of our highlights for sure was, was Rose. And she also volunteered all day too. So mm-hmm. those are the oh, people. Good for her. Yeah, those are the people that are building it. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, and my uh, my good friends John and our good friends John and Sue. Although it's not on the leaderboard yet, they are sitting at the top of their age group for uh, for strong relays. Well, so all sorts of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, make sure you guys get to one of the local events. Any local mm-hmm. event. Of any kind, any hybrid local event. Yeah. Do them all because they're a lot of fun. Well, we have two coming up on the same date. Yes. Unfortunately, but it was bound to happen at some point. So mm-hmm. if you are in the London community area, we have one at, it used to be called Hybrid Fitness. Now it's called Team London Hybrid um, on March 23rd. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I'm hosting. And then we have a mile and a strong um, hosted by Pure Impact. And they are also hosting offsite. So we got options coming up here. And they're both going to be good events. So check them out. They'll both be a lot of fun. Um, how's the layout for yours? Going to be fast? Going to be fast layout? Because I'm going to do a solo, right? So I want a good time. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a perfect layout. Because this, this is such a big facility. All right. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. So, I don't think I'll PR, but I'd like to get under 1330. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to keep my spot on the board, right? Just. So then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm qualified for sure. I'm going to can relax, you know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. And then I can focus on relays until for qualifying. Yeah. So then. Yeah. It's your one um, and done. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm actually at the top of the, the, the age group right now, but it's not a solid one. It's, 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 um, it might still be enough to qualify me, but we don't know how many people qualify. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would like to to get it up there a little bit. At least, you know, at least for this one, I'd like to get it close to where I was for last year's qualifier. And then same thing at the end, I'd like to really kick one down. By the time I go to Worlds, I would like to be sub 13. That's the goal. So by the time I go to Worlds to hit a sub 13, which means I have to shave 17 seconds off this from this year's. So, it's a lot. It gets, that's, that's, that's a lot. 
Yeah. It's like big chunks at the beginning and then seconds later. Well, I did on our relay. I had a PR for my rope and, in competition and a PR for my bike in competition. So those are good signs. So I went to one. Well, if you look on the rower, it said I did 131. If you watch like the video, it looks like about 132, 133, right? Because you never, the rower takes to click in, right? Yeah. And then the bike was about 48. So, you know, it's getting good, getting good. So we'll see. By the way, every machine is still different. Yeah. Our tank feels ridiculously hard and yet our bike feels a little bit easier. I agree. Your bike is the fastest bike I've ever done. And they're and they're and it, but it's an assault bike. Like it's not an off brand. It is, yeah. it is the go to brand. And the tank is the, the torque tank. Everything is spec. It just mm-hmm. they're different from place to place. They are. They really are. I, I will never be convinced that they're all exactly the same. No. So. No. This one is. All right. Um. I think that's, that's all I got. You got anything? You good? That's all I got. All right. We talked enough. I think. Get us the hell out of here. thanks so much everyone for listening and our racing season is on the upswing so we hope to see a lot of you out racing we're in that hybrid phase right now because it's still winter so we'll see you out soon everyone keep crushing it and thanks so much for listening and we will have code for spartans and decas actually posted on this yes i will post my code (laughs) take care